For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. To the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Ramon, happiest of Fridays to you. Very, very happy. Some call it Friday. It's the weekend. It's no pre-Fridays. No, today is the day you've been looking for. So enjoy us and then go out and enjoy your weekend. It is really nice here, I can tell you, in downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful day. What did you call it? Downtown where? Pittsburgh. That's on oh. purpose. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. I was about to say, what did you call it? What did you say? <laughs> Pittsburgh's favorite football team is heading down to Jacksonville, Florida to play the only preseason game really that I think is going to matter. Mike Tomlin hasn't said what he's going to do with the last one because there's only three this year, so a lot of things are going to be a little bit different. But he has said... That if you're healthy, you're playing this one. And I'm yeah. sure in some cases, even if you aren't healthy, you're playing this one. You don't all right. Moan, what are we looking for in this one? Uh, it, it, we're we're going to treat this game the same way we do rookies going into their second year. There needs to be improvement, DK. We, we went into depth a little bit about the second line of the defense, how they needed a good showing this next time around. Uh, putting whether it's Kenny Pickett, with a better group to protect him so that we can see what he looks like in an NFL pocket as far as what exactly is NFL open, not jumping out of the pocket and scrambling and whatnot. Mitch Trubisky to me, and yes, we started with the quarterbacks first, but Mitch, do it again. Like, let's see not a broken touchdown play. If we can be real about it, let's see you dice them apart. I'm very interested to see what that looks like, DK. The run game, of course, making sure this OL is growing. Kendrick? You're in right now. With that being said, can you follow that up? Can you be with those group of guys that have started before in this league at a new position? I'm very much interested in that. And and, and DK, we talked about this just a smidge before we came on as we was brainstorming ideas. But and, and I love the guy. Great kid. And you see I'm talking about a young guy when I say kid. But Devin Bush. Yeah, that's where I was going. I was going Devin Bush, man, and, and you're muted, DK, and that's all right, too, man. No biggie. We didn't hear you right there, but I am your voice of the people right now. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, don't trip. Players mess up, okay? Just like I have an ME, you had an ME right there, okay? A mental error. benched. Yeah, you did get benched, man, okay? Don't get Wally Pipped is what I'm telling you because I know there's somebody by the name of Eddie sitting in the corner like, I'll do it. <laughs> I have to go for a walk here for one full minute is punishment. Uh, so let me fill this airspace then. Um, Devin Bush has been the topic of conversation uh, for a little while, man. And, and, and just in general, watching the fans reaction to him, which I know that it's not necessarily you're judging. That's not what we're judged your play by. But there are some very smart fans in Pittsburgh, PA. 
and they hear guys. They know what good play is. Majority of that city and fan base has seen good play at every single position, from quarterback to OL to wide receivers to specifically a center to to the defense. They've seen good linebacking play. They know what a good safety looks like. They know what a good linebacker looks like, and they know when a person gives a damn. Devin Bush, I know what you meant by saying I'll end up somewhere, but that just, in that city, I almost want to curse DK because I'm so passionate about it, but I know this is a family program. You don't say I'll I'll be in the NFL somewhere in that city. Jacksonville, cool, do your thing. Cleveland, hell, I'll even give them a pass. Arizona, yeah, even out there. But that ain't some ish you say in Pittsburgh when you're a top 10 draft pick and they moved up for you. Dev, I know you got some stuff going on in your head. I see Bush's situation as so simple, Moan. And I understand he's made some dubious reads on the field and that he doesn't always go where you want him to go in terms of getting away from blockers, meaning he runs toward blockers. But I think that all anybody wants to see, including on the inside where it matters. Just give me some blood and guts out there. I know it's preseason, but you got to start showing people that you care. you got to start showing people that there's something left of the 2019 version. We're way past talking about a knee here. Yeah, man. Yeah. And and if he was a heavy athlete, I'd say that. If he was playing D-line, O-line, hell, even quarterback, I say, guys, give him a little bit more time, man. He, you know, the weight aspect of getting that knee back. See, we're seeing Bakhtiari and, and Green Bay kind of deal with that. They're, they're all world left tackle. He's kind of dealing with that a little bit. I know some friends in the league that's kind of dealt with that as far as being bigger guys. The smaller athletes, let me just say this. I've seen two guys this year here in Tennessee that I cover, a DB and a, 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 I mean, a DB and a wide receiver, both have ACL injuries. And they're both practicing no knee brace, not making excuses about what they're doing and nothing. Dev is right-minded. He's a legacy kid, okay? He's a legacy player. His dad played in his league. He has an understanding of it. I don't know if it's pressure. I don't know what it is. But that in itself was not the words to come out of his mouth, however he decided to say it. This is the other part, DK, before you take over for a second, is I wonder if his defensive leaders heard that. His the, the cams. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't wonder that. You know that. With with that though, you were you in that room them. for a decade. You know, know that they know I, that. I know. <laughs> and it's 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 frustrating. So that's why I'm eyeballing him this weekend. Not in a bad way, but just like Dog, I can look at you sternly and see your response. Yeah, you let, let's, before we pile on to Bush too far, not that I'm opposed to it or anything else like that, I want to point <laughs> out that there's another thing that everybody needs to be watching for tomorrow night, and that's the, the rest of the defensive front. We for Both good and bad. Yeah. We're going to see T.J. Watt out there. It's not mm-hmm. going to be for long, mercifully, but we're also <laughs> going to see who's backing up TJ and Alex Highsmith. Yes, We're going to see Derek Tuska. We need to see consistent pressure. Those guys yep. are not bench players. Yeah. They will rotate through yep. as starters. Yep. The way the Steelers use their 3-4 OLBs, they're going to rotate yep. through. The other thing is the front itself. Yep. Look, Cam rolled the ankle yesterday. I wouldn't play him in this game. I'm not sure it'd be, it's a bad thing to hold him out because yeah. you need to get those guys who let up all those yards last week, all those Defensive linemen. Uh, now, Isaiah Loudermilk's not going to be participating either because of his own injury. 
but you're going to see Chris Wormley and these guys that got toasted yeah. last week stop the run. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and not just that. I'm intrigued, too, if he's healthy, man. Uh, Marcus Allen. I, I actually do think the world of that kid as far as he looks like an athlete. You know, he's fast like one. He, 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 he cares about it like one. I know they have him listed as a linebacker, too. What role are you going to play? Because you're 6'2 and the big boy. Like, you play big-time ball in college, too. And now you got the league underneath your legs a little bit. Like, what? what is? what are you going to do? What pivot are you going to take for your career, man? A lot of these guys I know and saw was young guys, wide-eyed, bushy tail. They're not that no more. And if you want to stick in a place like Pittsburgh, you you gotta show up and prove that you know about year three, year year four, year five, and those are the guys I'm charging. Specifically though, that second D line. When we come back, gonna go at one guy on the offensive line, and that's James Daniels. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. When you have Moan, you can talk <laughs> offensive line. And when you're talking offensive line this season for the Steelers, one of the guys to obviously keep an eye out on is James Daniels. The Steelers spent a ton of money. He's young. He's got the the goods. He's got the material that you'd want. Now, as James told me himself at one point this summer, the fans in Chicago were rough on him. Hmm. And he felt they felt that he didn't do a great job and everything. I got to tell you, Moan. In going through that tape, yeah, from the Seattle game, mm-hmm. they might have had a point. Wow! I, mean, I saw, I saw, I saw guys running right past him. Tell me what you saw. Uh, I I know this Chuksakorfor is a very smart guy. Um, I know he's played a lot at that position that he's at right now at right tackle. He's in the last no, we're three years. Three years have had three new starting right guards beside him. Facts? Okay, yeah, yes, that we yeah. have that. That, that has to be uh, something that comes into play, too. The communication between Chooks and James Daniels has to get high. When I initially saw, um, when I initially saw, um, you know, James Daniels give up those pressures through the B-gap, I, me understanding it a little bit was kind of like, well, that's a miscommunication thing. Uh, and th- What does that mean, though? Because when you see, like, I'll tell you, my observation when I saw it was uh, – 52 from Seattle comes in. This is what you're talking about. Yep. Uh-huh. He comes to this side. Okay, so that, that's the B gap. B gap. Okay, so he does that. And when you look at the body language, and I've done this with offensive linemen for years, there's there's two different looks. One is, oh, no, I got scorched. Yeah. And the other one is, whoa, what was that? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I've been seeing from Daniels. Yes. The so latter. Le- le- yeah, it was the whoa, what was that? No, oh, watch out, quarterback. It wasn't, oh, watch out. Um. I, I, I want to pull the curtain back a little bit if I can for you guys, okay? Uh, um, just because a guy is a coach in the NFL doesn't mean he's a great coach. Just because players in the NFL doesn't mean they're great coaches either. Just because a team is an NFL team doesn't mean that it's a great football team either, okay? You can go to an offense or a team or a coach and they don't teach you. They don't groom you. They don't guide you. You don't learn. Look, we block a certain type of way. If Chooks got somebody on the outside, he's going to take the widest man. I don't lock on the D tackle. I one to two. I punch the D tackle and I go to the outside uh, rusher. That's what you do. Tackle, get widest man. I get next widest person. And that to me is what it seemed like he did and didn't understand. He did the, oh, who was that? Look. Chooks went wide. 
Chooks went, went wide, wide because every time. And 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 Chooks, for the most part, he he did the thing that he does, which is he shoves them back past the quarterback. Yes. But Chooks went wide. So I think you're right here. Chooks went wide to get the widest speedy guy because it was a blitz on the outside edge. Chooks passed his DN, I think 52, to James Daniels. James is supposed to be, and I'm guessing also, that the uh, that the center, Mason Cole, was coming to the right uh, gap also. So it's supposed to go, Chooks go widest, Chooks set vertical, pass the DN to James, and Chooks get the outside corner slash safety. Mason Cole gets the D tackle that was over James Daniel. It's boom, one, two, three is the way it goes. It sounds complicated, but it's very simple. Well, this is this explains why, as I mentioned to you the other day on the show, in my conversations with the offensive linemen after the game uh, over at the stadium, uh, they were like, "We got work to do." And they and while I think it's funny that a lot of a lot of fans were really giving them some praise, and 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 you and I did too, because there yep. were some good things that happened it as was. well, particularly physically. But when it comes to communication, I'm going to throw another one at you here because this one's right in your wheelhouse. (laughs) There was a play where Mason Cole went forward and then to his left. Now in that situation, he's obviously doubling, doubling up to help the, the, the left guard. Yeah. And in that case, again, there's one player. Yeah. And James Daniels Mm -hmm. and right by Daniels and Daniels has that same look on his face. So now is it a matter of communication with the center? Mm -hmm. That, that is okay. So the, the, uh, the, the common theme is, is what and who James Daniels, uh, and, and he's new and Cole is new. Exactly. This is a matter of that chemistry we spoke of. Remember, this is a matter of where you could talk to us about a play and every single one of us would tell you exactly what one is doing and did those things together. We were to a point to where over communicating was a thing to us when it became Al, me, Pounce, Dave and Gil. We over communicated first and then we didn't have to talk. Chooks get into the fold and then Chooks talks to Dave a little bit or Chooks is smart enough to know to look, this is what I have. Okay, now you bring in these new these new bodies. That's what we were speaking of. Get the five. Well, it's going to be Kendrick. Well, it's going to be Kevin Dotson. And you let those five do work. This is what preseason is all about. This is why I love preseason too, because it gives you the opportunity to work out these kinks. You got live bullets coming at you now. It means more. And I'm hoping James Daniels take that upon himself to say, you know what? That's where I got to get better. That's where film comes in. You know what's going to happen this week, okay, with Josh Allen? Okay, not the quarterback, the outside rusher in Jacksonville. And and uh, was it Trayvon Walker? Yeah. Yep. They're going to take the big out, okay? They're going to go inside. They're going to they try to confuse it. the right guard. They yeah. saw it, and we're going to repeat that. It's no game plans in the preseason, but you better erase it fast. And that's going to be week one also in Cincinnati, if you think that's a joke too. You know, they're going to see it again. They're going to see it, and it's going to come at them. And you know what? Well, Jacksonville's got no reason to not do it, uh, especially if your outside edge rushers uh, are are the are the guys who have the freedom, the way yeah. TJ does, to mm-hmm. basically line up wherever it is that they want. Yep. They see the gap that they like, and they go at it. So even even a, a savvy outside rusher who's supposed to have outside contain will set an offensive tackle up just to go to the B gap because he knows it's not secure. I'll say this, though. I'm going to pump my brakes and say the mental aspects of this is all very, like, it's, it's correctable. This isn't yeah. a physical deficiency. 
Yeah, and I, and I want to repeat, although I, I, I kind of glossed over this, but for the most part, they actually were pretty they good. Did. The quarterbacks had time. Uh, they yeah. were effective, but I'm sure they're focused on the same stuff that Ramon and I are focused on, much more mm-hmm. so than the stuff that went awesomely. When we come back, really, if you think about it, the only segment that will have mattered all week long. It's a mobile. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters, the Hey Moan segment. And today's is an angry one. It comes from our man, Stanley Sheffield. Now, you and Stan had an exchange here in the YouTube comments, but that's not good enough for me. I want this aired out where everyone can see it. So here it comes from Stan. He says, Hey Moan. Mason does not need your sympathy. He made his bed. Now let the man lay in it. He stood in the shadows of greatness for years and did not progress. Stop giving that dude a pass. Keep it real, Moan. Everything you comment on is always A1 until you talk about Mason. The Mason Project is history in this city. Facts. Stanley ended his his thing with facts, and that means that it can't be disputed because Stanley says so. Stanley, I didn't know you became a GM. Yeah, I didn't didn't know you became a GM, man. And you know what? You may be more right than I am as far as the tenure goes. But as it currently is, he's still on the team. And that's the point that I'm making, Stanley. My guy, I'm not even mad about this. I love the back and forth. I love that you say your point is more valid than mine. It don't bother me. I think it's a cool thing. That's what the hey moan section is, okay? But with, with Mason, listen to what I'm actually saying about this. I'm saying he's still wearing black and gold. He's still going to play this weekend. He's going to come back to Pittsburgh, go to his apartment, and go to practice on the south side. Whether he's done or not at the start of this season, currently he's not. And you can't be mad at a guy that's on it that had uh, has a relationship, had a relationship, blocked for the guy, protected the guy to say, you know what? I wish the best for that dude, no matter what happens in the end. Whatever happens in the end, if he's wearing a daggum Seattle Seahawks jersey, if he's wearing a Chicago Bears jersey, if he's wearing a Washington Commanders jersey, I'm still going to say, you know what, man? Good job on your audition. That's what I'm saying this is. Whether you flip the channel off or not is irrelevant to me. I just think it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to call it trashy or anything. It's just, it's just, it's a bad vibe to actually wish that he's gone right now. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, it's that. You can have those feelings about it. But clearly, listen, he's an NFL quarterback. There's a bunch of guys that are on that uh, out of the league that wish they had his position. With that being said, I'm rolling with him until he's cut or if he's cut. Now, we'll revisit this, Stanley, because you put facts at the end of it. You didn't leave the conversation <laughs> open. Yeah, and you know I'm petty in a good way, okay? You know I'm petty in a good way. And now he's, he's Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tom Petty. I'm Tom Petty Betty. You feel me? <laughs> oh, Black Petty, bam, bam, bam. That's me, okay? Uh, if he makes this 53-man roster, oh, Stanley, we're going to have a good time. I'll see you in Pittsburgh for the pit game, and you'll owe me a shot. How about that? Because you put facts at the end of it. Oh, my goodness. You know I'm like that. There's only one better way to end this show, and that's by <laughs> saying that 
We'll be back Monday to talk about the Steelers-Jacksonville game in yeah. detail. And you know you know what that is, Ramon? What's that? It'll be a fact. <laughs> That's it's just a, a fact. It's just a fact. That's what yes. it is. <laughs> <laughs>